Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merit Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. We strive to bring you the top leaders in their industries so you can learn their secrets to success, so you can grow and build your businesses, be prosperous, and live the dreams that you are so looking to live. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at info at the atsjr.com for more information about the ATSJR companies and to find out more about how to live your dreams and reach that middle class exit and live the life that you were supposed to live. Freedom is abundance and abundance is freedom. Let's all go live it. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. Good evening, good evening to everyone. Welcome to Branding and Cash Flow with Deanna and Grace. Glad to see everyone on. As always, if you are in the position to, please turn on your camera so we can see your lovely, shining, smiling faces. And if at any time you have a question, comment, or thought, if your screen is on, just wave your hand. We can acknowledge you that way. Not to worry, if your screen is not on, you can go down, click on Participants, from there, you'll see a small blue hand that says raise hand. You can click on that. We will acknowledge you that way. And also, as always, you can make your comments, type your comments in the chat. Without further ado, I'm about to get out of the way of greatness and introduce you and let loose my business partner, one of my best friends, the one and only, Marie, Deanna Mitchell. All right, all right, all right. Let's get it going. So ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm, we're going to talk about six things to avoid when building a brand. The six things to avoid when building a brand. So when we first start out as entrepreneurs, however you want to call it, we make a lot of mistakes out of lack of knowledge. So today we're going to talk about the six things to avoid when building your brand. The first thing you want to avoid is the failure to research competition. You have a wonderful idea. It's a perfect idea for you. But who else out there is doing what you're doing and are they profitable? These are some of the things you need to know. You need to do your market research. There was a point in time that I wanted to do a planner. So every time I went to a store, I looked at each individual planner, each different style. What planner looks like it's on the what what planner looks like more people have grabbed it? What planners are missing from the the shelf? What planners are consistently stacked up? Who's buying what type of planner? Are they buying the planners that have the stickers in them? Or are they buying your standard planners? Are they buying the planner? Are they buying the weekly planners more than the monthly? Are they buying the monthly more than the weekly? Are, are there even any daily calendars on the shelf? See, these are the things that you have to do. And if you do your market research, you'll know. How much are they charging for each type of planner in each different size? What, are, what other products are they offering with this planner? Are they just offering the planner itself? Are they offering the book that the planner comes in? Are they offering individual um, inserts for the planner? Do what all are they what other products do they offer with the planner? You see, what this also does is this helps you when you do your when you research your competition, when you do your market research, it also helps you under it also helps you get a better understanding of the industry. 
you get a better understanding of who's all out there, what they're providing, what their sales look like, and guess what else? You also get to find out what platforms are they on. Are they on every platform market, uh, marketing their product, or are they, are they on specific platforms marketing their product? What platforms should I be on? Your research should include the product itself, the services that the other company offers with the same product, who are their target audience, what, what does their website look like, what do they have on their website, and what are their social media platforms. And when you go and you actually research your competition, you'll see who they're targeting by what their marketing looks like. Because they're going to have pictures. They're going to they're gonna show, they're, they're targeting a certain audience, so they're going to have pictures of that certain audience to pull at the emotions of that particular audience. So if they're targeting the more mature audience, you'll see those with silver hair, those with more mature features, those maybe with their grandchildren, with their calendars open, marketing off, or you'll see college students sitting in class with their calendar open, making notes on when the, next, when the next report is due or when the next exam is. Or you'll see the, the soccer mom or the stay-at-home mom with her calendar out with a list of each child in a different color and what they're doing. See, if you do your, mark, if you do your research, you'll know all this. But if you fail to do your research, You'll miss it. See, doing your research will help you in two ways. You'll be able to judge your competition properly, and you'll be able to replicate your competition strategies. You know, Antonio always says, see what I have and steal it. <laughs> you do the same thing. If, if your competition's marketing is working, take it, make it yours, and put it out there. There are several different companies out there that make planners. But from my market research, I understand that people who truly love planners, they have parties behind planners, give, giving them a part of a planner gives them life. That audience loves having the types of planners that have stickers that come with them so you can mark off appointments, special occasions, have a place where they can write in birthdays have an area for to-dos for to-dos for that they have the one big calendar that gives the month and then when you flip it over if it's a daily calendar they have each day drawn out but they have note section on each side you also have those who like who like to who like the pencils or pens that come with it so I know if I create a calendar, if I make it a daily calendar, I have stickers that go with it and I include colorful pens and markers so they can mark each individual thing a different color, I'm hitting a variety of targets. I'm hitting the soccer mom who labels each of her children in a different color. I'm targeting the grandmother who likes to put stickers so she can see it really, so she can see it big, big as day when she opens up her calendar. It's right there reminding her or the, the entrepreneur who has 
appointments everywhere and, and wants to color code what project is what. Or the high school student who wants to color code what class is what, when to take an exam, so they have a sticker for that. But I wouldn't know any of this if I didn't research my competition, if I didn't do my market research. I wouldn't know that the average planner goes, uh, is priced between $25 to $35. I wouldn't know that the really good planners with the leather, the leather zipper average between $45 to $70. See, I wouldn't know these things if I didn't do my market research. So I would either be cheating myself or I would instantly go out of business because of production costs. So one of the things that you need to avoid when you're building your brand, make sure you research your competition because failure to research your competition means you're just putting something out there, not knowing who your competition is, what their prices are. If you, It won't be competition if you don't even know what your competition is. And then when you research your competition, you also get to find out where your audience is. See, I know that there are groups on Facebook just for planners. So not only do I do my not only do I research my competition, which are those who sell planners as well, but I also go into the groups and I start asking questions or I pay attention to the conversation. Or I see the pic the pictures that they post when they're posting their marketing, when they're posting the awesome planner party that they had. Like people really do have planner parties where they sit together, they have food, wine, cheese, whatever you like to snack on. I just like to snack. They have all that and they sit there and they work on their planners. Did you know you that some planners actually act as a as a um, a binder? And you can just replace the pages as you go. <clears throat> or you can buy a full, a full spiral and just keep the whole book together. Did you know that you can have a planner each month, a planner for January, a planner for February? Like there's so much with planners. If I include glitter and stickers and colorful pens or colorful pencils, see Maya smiling right now. Because planning, to some people, organizing their life is life. So when you create it how they want it, they're ready to roll. But you won't know it unless you research your competition. See who buys what type of planner. You have the, the business exec that likes a nice, simple black or brown leather planner. And then you have the high school student who just wants something to be able to put their classes in. Or do you have the stay-at-home mom or the, the administrative assistant or the executive assistant who likes all the colors so they can color code meetings and interviews and, and, and soccer practice and football practice and trumpet practice and piano lessons. But you won't know unless you research your competition. The second thing you need to avoid is not defining your focus. If you don't have a focus when you're building your brand, you will lose and your message will not be clear. If you don't have a focus on your brand, you will lose and your message will not be clear. When someone looks at your brand, they're gonna get confusion. 
and people steer away from confusion when it comes to clicking and giving credit card information. People steer away from confusion when it comes to just giving their email address. So if you're consistently changing up the name of your company, if you're consistently changing up your branding, your, if, you're consist if, if you're not consistent and focused on what you want your brand to look like across the globe, and I'm not just talking about when it comes to your social media, I'm talking about when it comes to your social media, your marketing, your copyright, which are the words that you put out there, when it comes to anything that brands you, your marketing is another way of branding. If you don't have a focus, you will lose and your message won't be clear and from several classes we understand that the audience needs a clear message in order for them to clearly give you their 16 digits from left to right four digits at a time you need to make your actions and your goals aligned with your focus if your focus is on millennials, your actions should show that, and your goals should be aligned with that as well. Every marketing piece of material that goes out should focus on that. Every Anything you put out from your graphics to your marketing to when you go live on videos, whatever you say should be aligned with your focus. But if you don't have a defined focus, I think everyone should use ExpressVPN. Try something new, something different, and experience more from life from the comfort of your own home. When I first got ExpressVPN, the setup was smooth, quick, and easy. It was straight to the point, direct. It allows you to access the internet as if you're from a different country, which I thought was really amazing. I could access the internet as though I'm from India or Italy, Spain. I mean, it was absolutely wonderful. And then from there, it's, it's ExpressVPN is also available from any device, from your phone to your laptop, even your TV, which was even more awesome for me. The other thing about ExpressVPN is it works with any streaming device. Like I was watching Netflix on it. You can use Amazon Prime, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and so much more. I really think you should get ExpressVPN. If you use my link right now, expressvpn.com secret you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Yes, for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash secret. Express, V is in Victor, P is in Paul, N is in Nancy, dot com slash secret. Go get your access today. For your brand for your company, again, you will lose. And having a focus, make sure that you are growing a strong brand. Your audience will be able to follow you clearly because you have a defined focus. Your mission statement and your vision statement align with, the, with why you started your, your story. Your story aligns with the focus of your company. We, we know Antonio's story. His story it's also aligned with his focus in the business. Everything he does is aligned with that. And we all know what his focus is. To create 100,000 millionaires. To walk you out of, mid of the middle class. Mix it. Mix, mix it. The middle, middle class exit. Bam. Mex it. M-E-X-I-T. Mex it. 
middle class his focus is clear his focus is strong there is no confusion we know what his focus is and number three one of the mistakes that we make when branding is not using strong visuals when you think of when you think of coca-cola what do you see you see the red can with the nice pretty script coca-cola you also think of the panda bears during christmas you also think of the parties when they pop the top and they drink and they go coca-cola everybody knows coca-cola give you that strong burn when you swallow it but you look forward to it because it tastes so good you see it 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 pulls an emotional drive from you but they have strong visual visuals i knew when i saw the polar bears i knew it was time for christmas strong visuals but uh budweiser the clydesdales the moment you see a clydesdale you know it's budweiser christmas time <laughs> strong visuals so what do you think about when you think about Geico? The, yep, the little bitty gecko. Who I yet to have understand how everybody can understand him, but it's just like Stewie from Family Guy. Seems like everybody can't, it's only the dog can understand Stewie. Only Brian understands and they are best friends. But it's a strong visual. When you think Geico, you think the gecko. So you want strong visuals, visuals to grab the attention of your audience and to stay in their memory. I have been watching these Clydesdales since I was a child. I have been watching these panda bears since I was a child. And Charmin went as far as to have the bears as a commercial for the paper, for the uh, toilet paper. Saying how soft it is, how it doesn't clean, have a little kid walk out with the toilet paper stuck on his uh, strong visuals. <laughs> does, your, does your brand do that for your audience? That's one of our business, biz, biggest mistakes that we make when we're doing our branding. We don't use strong enough visuals. Number four, take, one of the big, biggest mistakes we make is we take feedback from the wrong sources. Your feedback should come from the people who are paying for your product, not the opinions of those who don't want to see you succeed. How can you get feedback from someone who has not paid for your product, who has not gone through the sales process, who has not had that user experience? How can you trust their feedback? If you write a book and you give it to somebody and they never read it, but they told you, man, I didn't like it. Well, dude, you never even opened up the first page. The, 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 the spine hasn't even been bent, bent open. Like, how can you, how can you get feedback? from sources who have no 
have no idea what your product is about. If you give your lotion, if you have a, a skincare product and you have someone tested for you to, to, to intentionally give you feedback and they ask you, you ask them, hey, so how did you like it? How did you like how it felt? And they're like, well, you know, I didn't like how it smelled. You know, it just had this weird smell when I put it on and you sitting there, you like, but I made it for sensitive skin so there is no fragrance in it and no dyes, no lye, no anything. So how did you smell it? Or somebody who purchased your product but never even popped it open. Or someone who just outright just says, man, I just don't think that's a good idea because so-and-so over here tried it and it didn't work. That does not mean it's not going to work for you. That's not feedback from reliable sources. You need feedback from people who are actually who have actually paid for your product, used your product, so you can know from a user experience how the product is working out. Also, when you are getting feedback, be open to receive the feedback because it's the customer experience that matters and not the opinion of you, your idea of what it should be. It comes from the customer experience. And remember, the customer experience is all from their perception. You have to battle the perception of every single customer. You have to understand that they're going to have a plethora of things running through their head. Will this product work for me? How will I be able to use this product? How will I be able to apply this product to what I'm doing? Do I have time for this product? Do I have time to do the facial regimen? Uh, consistent. Regimen. Regimen. Thank you. It's always it just doesn't sound right when it's coming out, y'all. I'm sorry. It just don't sound right. <laughs> regimen. <laughs> do I have time to do this every morning, every night, facial regimen and cleansing? First you cleanse, then you moisturize. Wait, no. First you cleanse, then you put on the protector, then you moisturize. And when you go to sleep, oh, then you put on the makeup. And then when you get home at night, you clean off the makeup. Then you, you cleanse and then you moisturize again and you make sure you put on the night protection cream and then you put on the moisturizer. Like that is a lot. But you know how they get you? They invite you to the party. They give you a free facial. They let you experience it. Then they get feedback from you. And then they, work, they walk you through your perception by saying they show you how long it takes to do it. So that's the first perception. Will I have time to do this? The second one is, I don't know if this will work. They walked you through it and they... I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can 
become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire. Tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Mexit News. Told you, feel your skin. See how soft it is? Or they have you do one side versus the other side so you can feel the difference in the sides. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they let you do one side of the face and the east and they're like, oh, this side is smooth, so can I do this side too? And they're like, well, we don't have time, but what you can do is you can buy the product and do it at home now that you know how to do it. You, you see how that works? But you're working through perception. So you, you have to know how to do that by getting the feedback that you need and you can't get feedback from somebody who's not using your product. And number five, not focusing on first impressions. You make the biggest mistake when you don't focus on the first impressions. The first impression of your brand is just like your first impression when you meet people for the first time. They last a lifetime. And they will kill or build your brand. Your first perception of a... When you first walk into a store, if it smells a certain way, if it looks a certain way, you're going to be like, I really don't want to go to that store anymore. There's actually a store down here that I used to go to that the only reason I ran into it because I didn't feel like going to Walmart, which was 15 miles away versus them walking distance. But every time I walk into this store, you smell the seafood. It hit and it, it doesn't just, it doesn't just walk up on you. It's like you walk in, it's like, bam. That literally stopped me from going to that store because when I came out, I still smelled it on me. It's like, I just, I don't want that. My first impression of the store was, it smells like fish, it's stuck in my, it's stuck in my clothes. I just really, I, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to be in the store. What's your first impression of Walmart? When you first walk in, it's like, oh, this is nice. So you keep going and you keep going and you keep going. Your first impression of a restaurant. When you first walk into a restaurant, you sit down, you're judging everything. Your audience is doing the same thing to you. They're judging you from how your website looks to the words that you put out. Don't have anything misspelled. Don't use the, don't use the wrong word. You put W-E-A-T-H-E-R instead of W-H-E-T-H-E-R. Weather, weather. The first impressions matter. I'm trying, trying to tell y'all. It matters. It really does matter. Just think about it. Have you ever gone to a restaurant where your first impression was you didn't like it from when you first walked in, how long it took to get seated, to the next time you, until you got, you got seated, it took you 15 minutes before anybody even came just to give you a glass of water and give you a menu. Menu. Then it took another 15 to 20 minutes before somebody even came to take your order. Then it took a whole 30 minutes before your food got there. By the time the food got there, it wasn't how you ordered. Like there's a lot. You're, so your first impression of this restaurant is like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to go back. But if your first impression of that restaurant was when you walk in, the maitre d' had a wonderful smile on his or her face. They said, hello, welcome to whatever restaurant it is. 
ask you how many people you got seated the moment you got seated a waiter came straight to you say hey well how can i let's go ahead and get your drinks you got your water you got your tea your juice your wine whatever you wanted to drink then they said here are your menus and about five minutes later they were back like hey are you ready you're not ready yet so they said okay i'll give you a few more minutes they left they came back in another five minutes i mean it's just like clockwork you will always go to that restaurant and you'll recommend that restaurant to somebody else because of the first impression. First impressions last a lifetime and first impressions will kill or build your business and your brand. Now the sixth and final thing to avoid when building your brand is inconsistency. You will lose being inconsistent. When it comes to posting, if you tell people, hey, I'm going to post once a week, they're going to look for that. If they don't see it, it's going to be a problem. If you have a podcast and you say, hey, an episode goes up twice a week and it doesn't go up, it's going to be a sign of inconsistency. And now you're going to have people that are going to not listen to your, your podcast for two months because they don't know when the next, when the next episode is going to come out. If, if you are one who always posts inspiration on your site and you and you start doing it once a week twice a week and then you just stop look and see how many people stop interacting with you because they started looking for that you had a consistency going so now you had a consistent a consistent clientele a consistent customer base a consistent audience but once there was a moment of inconsistency they're like okay i can't do this i'm looking for just think about your favorite show Every week, same time, same station, you watch it. And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, so we're going to play reruns for the next month before we get to the season finale. I don't know about you, but I hate that with a passion. Why you just can't give me the season finale? I understand these people who didn't watch it on time because they were inconsistent. You want to catch them up. But look, I'm caught up. I'm ready to watch the end. It's the consistency. Consistency helps build familiarity, loyalty, and eventually credibility. So be consistent with your promotions, be consistent with your personality, be consistent in your communication, and every other interaction you make with your audience. Remember, it's all about the end user experience. How does your, how does your, your audience, how does your customer feel? How would you feel? I always put it in that terms, how would you feel? Because how you would feel is how your customer will feel. So if you're irritated with inconsistency, guess what? Your customer will be irritated with inconsistency. So again, the six things to avoid when building your brand, failure to research your competition, not defining your focus, not using strong visuals, taking feedback from the wrong sources, not focusing on first impressions and inconsistency. So now I'm going to open it up. If we have anyone who has any questions about anything, the floor is now yours. Soap and hot water, cheapest dresses. <laughs> I feel that way about the food here. Okay. So do we have anyone who has any questions or any comments? I have a question. Go ahead, Ms. Maya. Okay, so um, with the 
I guess with the failure to research um, the competition, mm-hmm. just trying to get, um, I guess, a little more detail into like what that is. I guess from my perspective, I don't think anybody's really doing what I'm doing, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people. So that's why I'm just kind of like, okay, well, maybe I'm just not seeing it at the same time. Like I do have a podcast, yes. But at the same time, you know, just kind of doing that inspirational thing and how I'm trying to do the inspirational and then showing people there's other, um, there's people that are also having dreams that you can also reach as well. I don't know. Suggestion? I would look at them as competition, but also look at them as people you can borrow from if you're doing you have your podcast if you're doing the inspiration and showing people that they can come out of wherever they are you have people like lisa nichols oprah winfrey and while i said they are competition they are competition but at the same time they're also people that you can you can look at you can you can research them what product what other products do they offer what other services do they offer who are their target audiences? What does their website look like? What social media platforms are they on? And I would recommend following them to see what they're doing. And my, you don't, you don't want to model yourself behind them specifically because you don't want to take away from the consistency of your personality. But see what they're doing. If they, because they, they are in a way competition. So see what they're doing. See how they're doing it. See how they grew. Because with both of them, you can actually, there's a track record with them. You can go on YouTube. There's a track record with Oprah. There's a track record with Lisa Nichols. Both of them went from heavyset women to smaller women. Both of them went from not having anything to being <laughs> billionaires. So you can use them as a way to help you, help you build your stage. See how they go back. Remember when I said, um, when you start your podcast, don't try to be perfect in the beginning because that's when people when you do that people they have the opportunity to see you and remember you when you were an actual person when you were a person and so now that you're this big person it's kind of like well you're already up there but they they get to see you oprah and lisa nichols have done the same exact thing go back and watch them watch how study how they how they progress and then study how their audiences progressed as well. So that way you're researching your competition, you're seeing what other products, because you never know. You don't know what other products can come out of what you're doing. You don't know, you may have a book stirring in you, you may have another, another screenplay coming out of you, you never know. And in the process of doing all that, Oprah Winfrey has her own network. Yes, she does. <laughs> Tyler Perry has his own <laughs> studio. <Everything>. Like he, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so just look at them as competition, but look at them as research as well. You have somebody that you can research and okay, you started here. I see how you built. Okay, you got to this little part right here. And you kind of stumbled here. So how did you stumble and how did you get out of it? Use them as examples of what to do and what not to do, because you're still gonna have your own personal stumbling blocks. 
But if you watch them and listen to what they say and how they say it, it could help you build, build even faster because somebody did it before you and they got through it. That's why you always, that's why you document and don't create because when you document, you get Lisa Nichols. When you document, you get Oprah Winfrey. When you document, now you can go back and see what they struggled through. Oprah Winfrey, except for her extreme personal life, she's pretty much all over the, all over the place. Lisa Nichols tells you her struggle. She just outright says, hey, look, this is where I was. I was in the hood. I had a kid, baby daddy in prison, blah, 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 blah. This is what I had to do. My son, I went for three days without being able to even buy pampers for my son. I couldn't even go get just one pamper because she couldn't, like she literally tells you her story. And with what you're doing, with your personality, see what they're doing. You have a podcast. They both have podcasts. But what they did was they documented. They didn't create. So their podcasts are actually, if you pay attention, their podcasts are videos that they've done and uploaded. So I would, I would use those two and then find other women that are doing the same thing that you're doing. And just watch them and research them. You listening to a podcast, watching a YouTube, that's actually research. See who their audience members are. Where do their audience members congregate? And so now, when you find out where their, where their audience members congregate, you can go into those groups and just start chatting with people. Start posting motivation in there. And then you start drawing, drawing their audience to you. That's another reason why you research. So I hope that answers your question for you. Thank you. Awesome sauce. All right. Does anyone else have any questions or comments? All right. Well, if there are no more questions or no comment. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Phil. I have one word. Brilliant. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, Mr. Phil. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So if there is if there are no more comments or questions, thank you so much for joining us today for Branding the Cash Flow with Deanna and Grace. Deanna and Grace. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1% and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. 
Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy from what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion-going self is not enough to get to the top 1%, and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. 
It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10X your retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate.
when the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. 
be. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.